You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. Thanks for staying with us. We are into Hour 2 of Real Presence Live. I'm one of your hosts this morning, Brandon Clark, joined by... Hey, Brandon. John Clark. Hey, Brandon. John Clark. That is a unique name, but uh, we yeah. will just kind of roll with You were named after me. Yeah. <laughs> we'll roll with it. Okay. First of all, if you missed any of the last hour, I really encourage you to go and check out the podcast because... In the first segment, we had a great conversation with Father William Slattery. He's the chaplain at Shanley High School in Fargo, and it's just amazing work that, that's being done there. And, and what I love, one of the things that we highlighted, and maybe we can talk more about this, um, is just planting the seed, right? Mm-hmm. So we might not get it. I look at myself in high school. I just didn't get it. But the seed that was planted, I didn't go to Catholic school, but just in my faith upbringing— uh, and particularly the way my grandmother lived out the faith, you know, is something that I hearkened back to in my worst moments, and it really made it a different a difference and allowed me to encounter Christ. So I love the fact that they're, you know, at the very least, and and that's just understating because they're doing so much good, planting the seeds of receptivity of truth that can be carried out in. Later in life, or, or even even in high school, into college, as kids are really kind of discovering who they're going to be, you know, what what is their vocation going to be? You know, college is such a, a battleground in itself. Mm-hmm. So having those seeds planted is really important. So check out that podcast. The other segment we just finished up was with Terry Schilling, and he is, uh, I, I just love his movement. He's the president of American Principles Project, and he is fighting for the family. He's going beyond party lines and saying, I don't care who you are, we're fighting for the family because we see that if the family gets destroyed, well, St. John Paul II said it, right? Mm -hmm. He had the quote that if the family breaks down, the world will break down. And I think we see that in around us. And, And that's like very, very, like making that a very concise <laughs> quote of St. John Paul II, but that, that was the, the key, the core of it. Um, so goes the family, so goes the world. So I really encourage you to check out these podcasts, which will be up later today or tomorrow at the latest, because these are great things. And the one last thing I want to say about Terry here as we head into a little bit of banter time is he dropped a website at the end of our segment, Save the Family. .app and it's an opportunity for you to get involved in a real important way $25 just $25 a year and you can help support his movement which is not his movement it really should be the church's movement because it is for the family and defending the rights of family against abortion against LGBTQ I th- are there any other letters that have been added a, recently? There's plus, there's something plus. A plus. I think it okay. might be another letter too. And, and transgender, which is which is a really big fight right now. Like he is seeking, in his organization, seeking to defend the family and go against these giants who have millions and millions and millions of dollars a year. But guess what? I believe that we, as the core of the country, have the majority. We just haven't all spoken up yet. So something to consider as you think about how you can get involved and really go to the fight. It's time to get 
off our tails if we've been sitting too long mm-hmm. um, because we can see the craziness happening around us. But the good news is God is always there for us. We are God's people, and he will never stop fighting for us. You know, thanks to Terry in a way that um, he takes it beyond the family because he sees – he takes it very personally. He just had his sixth child. Right. And um, a lot of his motivation – you can hear it in his voice. Yes. I mean, you could just – his – level of energy and commitment was just so capturing to me. Um, and that's part of his drive. But I think that um, one of the things that we'll find out if, if we take an active role is that we're going to have defeats, sure, but then we're going to have a victory too. And that's going to motivate us to go even further than that. And I think that's what Terry has seen. Um, he's been doing it for 10 years. And I, this, is, this is the first I've heard of him. So imagine yeah. um, all those millions out there that haven't been exposed right. to this organization and what we can do as a, a, a large number of families. He's representing the families um, and, and calling things out. If there's a, uh, he mentioned that, that polit- the pol- there's politics and culture, but you know, politics is a large part of the culture. And so if we don't, if we ignore that part of it because we just don't want to get involved and it's too big for me, then we're going to find our culture changing to the detriment of the family. And then there's not really a way to go back. It's tough. I mean, obviously God can do all things. Nothing is impossible for God. But he has a permissive will as well. And so he allows these things to happen for what reason only God knows. But I think some of the time it is like for us to realize we need to wake up and we need to choose him. You know, look how far he's let things go if you look in scripture Mm -hmm. (laughs) at different points in history. I think now is that time. Now is that time for us to wake up. And gosh, you know, we have 30-some million Catholics in Mm -hmm. the United States. If we as 30-some million Catholics started living out our Catholic faith, like one of the things he was talking about, if you're contracepting, stop contracepting. Be pro-life. Be open to life. Have children. He was talking about, he came from a family of 10 I believe. Yeah, he was the oldest of 10. Oldest of 10, yeah. yeah. And I remember a childhood memory, and I always thought this was kind of a, as a, as a kid, I was kind of proud of it. But we get in the back of our, the, the brown station wagon to go on vacation. We're pulling a camper behind it. And as we'd be traveling down the road, um, we'd pass these vehicles, and all of a sudden you'd see the, a finger counting all the kids in the car. And I always thought, yeah, that's us. Because I'm, I'm from a family of seven. So it's like one, two, three, four. And then we, just, we kind of hold up our hands and two fingers and say, that's, don't worry about counting. <laughs> I, just thought, I thought that was so neat. I thought that was just a really kind of a moment of pride. And, and I just don't see that. Now, now what is, is the typical response for the, you know, the, the general public? Is that if, if you march with your seven kids, they shake their head and say, why are you bringing these people into this world? You, you're called, yeah. you get called selfish when it's absolutely 180 degrees out of phase. I, I had a friend get, get asked if they, they know about birth control when, <laughs> when she was in the grocery store with, with her family. Yeah, I mean, that's the level we're at. We're, we're not a pro-life culture, except we are, because I really believe that the majority of people in this country are pro-life, are pro-family at the core. If you ask them, if it came yeah. down to, well, even even he said like the research arm, right? Yeah, that's what he that, that's what they were showing, like three to one, yep. three to one people were in favor of the family. He quotes that pro-family issues are what win elections. 
And that's that's a, a general statement to make considering all of the the diversion and the you know take a look at the politics today um you know they're they're they get sucked in by these small interest groups mm-hmm. and then you know people like janet yellen are saying that we're going to hurt our economy by by um, outlawing abortion but that there's it's a, such a disconnect there it's exactly the opposite right and i think that's where it really goes back to what father slattery was saying in talking about that authenticity and that core truth i i think our culture to a large degree has lost sight of true truth beauty and goodness mm-hmm. and so we just make up our own truth my truth is my truth your truth is your truth everybody's happy beauty i mean i, I i've i've been to art shows or, or art galleries walked by art galleries like i, I we just we, we need a connection with the lord because i think we've lost sight of truth, beauty, and goodness, as it is, is called to, to be. You know, when, when truth becomes my body, my choice, mm-hmm. we've really lost it. You know, and then once you've lost the family culture, well, I mean, look at the fatherhood issues we have. Look at all the, the things going on around us in our culture, you know, whether it's drugs, gangs, everything like that. That's a, that's a macro example, but let's just even think about like the parents who, who get divorced, right. Or, you know, the single moms who that, that child may never, will never know their father and they have to grow up without a father. Those are, those are impacts as well. You know, Mm -hmm. those are family issues as well. And and so we got to just consider all of this. And I think the call to action here is like, take all this to prayer and really ask the Lord where he's leading you. Can you be involved in politics to, to a small degree? Okay, if you can't, can you make a donation to an organization that supports the family, sh- supports what you believe in? Um, how are you living out your call as a parent? Are you investing in your spiritual life? Are you praying together as a family? Are you building those roots like you know, Father was talking about, you know, instilling that identity, instilling those roots, those seeds in your children. That's one of your calls as a parent is to educate your children in the faith. There's a lot of different opportunities here. I think the biggest thing is we just got to be willing to do something, John. Yeah, you know, and, and reflect on it. And, and, you know, Father said that, uh, you know, to, to find the truth, read scripture. It, it, it's, 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 you might think it's as simple as that. Um, Father Dukesher's homily last night uh, was on mostly on the second reading, and it's oh I don't know it's it's a very short reading, but he pulled six amazing points about the spirit, and uh, so read the scripture to find the truth. Beauty, uh, to me, uh, beauty is pushing a slough, deer hunting, and it's just quiet, and you see the the, the geese flying uh, you know south. That just you, know, t- you take a pause. I mean to say that this, that's the beauty. Um, so it's out there. I think that it's more or less a, a, a try to get outside the noise, try to redirect yourself, and, and the Spirit will help you. Yeah, absolutely. All right, got to head to a quick break, but stay with us because there's much more Real Presence Live to come when we continue, including a talk about fatherhood and the Eucharist, how the two are connected, and what that can mean for you fathers listening. Stay with us. We'll continue right after this. 
Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision specializes in pediatric eye care and vision therapy. We partner with a national infant eye exam program called Infant C, which provides eye exams for any baby under 12 months old. Many of the major childhood eye problems, such as lazy eyes, eye turns, and ocular diseases, can be detected in this early intervention exam. Infant C eye exams can be scheduled online at www.lumen.vision. Lumen Vision is a proud supporter of babies everywhere and a proud sponsor of Real Presence Radio. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, Please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started. Rose Management is a family-owned business that believes in good morals, doing the right thing, and treating our residents as family. Rose Management provides housing to complexes throughout North Dakota and Minnesota. All Rose Management's properties and our maintenance staff are in a centralized location in their cities. For questions, Rose Management can be reached at 701-237-6840 or online at rosemanagement.net. Again, that number is 701-237-6840. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. All right, we are back on Real Presence Live. Thanks for staying with us over the break. Uh, Before we went to break, we were talking about the family and the importance of the family and we ended talking about truth, beauty, and goodness, kind of circling back around to that aspect that we talked about with Father William Slattery. And you were talking about beauty and walking through a slough, the sun coming up, geese flying overhead. But the, the last point you made before we went into break, I really want to highlight again because I think it's so important. You talked about how the key to rediscovering this in many ways is by getting beyond the noise. And I think that could be a good point that we talk about here for the next few minutes because we get so busy, we get so involved in things that I think we can lose sight of the Lord's voice and what the Lord is calling us to do. We talked about getting involved in some way in, in politics or, or helping, you know, pro-family movements, right? But if we don't really know where the Lord is calling us and we don't know, we don't take the time to sit down and listen to that, I think that's hurting our cause. Because here's the thing, the Lord knows very specifically 
what he wants us to do. And he's very willing to help us understand that, you know, look at our vocations, mm-hmm. you know. Um, and so I think that we really need to be able to, especially as we look at our fatherhood role, our fatherhood, our family theme, look at ourselves as parents, as men, as women, and come to understand our identity in Christ our identity as beloved sons, beloved daughters. And I think a lot of that can only come through what you were saying, stepping away from the noise. I, I actually had this experience this weekend. My family had left um, our lake place before I did, and I was there for a couple hours, and I just sat out um, real quiet. Actually, it was before they left because it was in the morning. It was, a, it was a real quiet morning, which means my grandson didn't get up when I did. And so uh, it was my time of prayer, and I do a lot of talking, and I rarely do a lot of listening. And what I found is when I said, okay, John, just stop. Just listen. I've done this in Holy holy Hour, too, before. But the first thing I hear is my ears ringing because it's so quiet. All I hear is it ringing. I'm going, well, this isn't working. All I can hear is this annoying ringing in my ears. (laughs) I'm going to go back to talking if you don't mind. Get beyond that. Just you got to be patient. I, I really think that we need to be patient. It's it's going to be a thing. And, and I'm preaching to the choir, so to speak. But you know, you you spend that time in quiet, and it, at some point in time, you you get the message. He whispers. Right. Well, Broomtree Retreat Center, which is in the Real Presence Radio listening area, has the motto or the theme, whatever you want to call it, tagline: uh, "In the silence, God speaks." Mm-hmm. And I think it's very true. Now, I'm not saying that. Everybody needs to go on a silent retreat, although I highly recommend it. Just taking five or ten minutes to sit in silence before everybody wakes up, before you start your day, it just, it's so impactful. And I can see this so clearly in my life. When I make time to get up and pray and spend time in Scripture every day, my day is completely different. It's like the fog is just completely Mm -hmm. lifted. Mm -hmm. When I don't, I wake up and I work from home, running late for the day. Everything is rushed. I'm not at peace, irritable, looking to snap at whatever gets in my way. It's just not, it's not conducive to being a good husband and a good father. Mm-hmm. And if we think about one of the main ways that we can get involved in this pro-family movement is by investing in our family. And if we have a family, being the best father we can be or being the best mother we can be, but even before that, being the best husband we can be or the best wife we can be, because there's nothing better for a child than to see a loving mother and father because they are the archetype of God. They are the first experience of God to a child. So let's take that, let's take it outside the family unit in a sense, not entirely out, but for those uh, of us that, that we don't have kids, or we don't, you know, we're not married, mm-hmm. um, then be the best uncle you can be. Be the best uh, mentor you can be. Find someone to share yeah. with. You know, I, I go, there's a story that one of my old, my older bosses or former bosses, he said, you know what? I always remember my, my uncle Marty because every time I would see him, it was like, 
he'd been waiting for me for this moment all his life. It's like, oh, Bill, how are you? Oh, I'm so glad you're here. And, healthy. and he was so joyful. And that's what he remembered growing up as a kid. So be the best we can be with other people as well. Live our life through our actions and yeah. appreciation. You know, we, you know, kids are just, they're so easy to be happy around, you know. Um, but this, but the, I just, it's stuck in my mind. And so I try to make a conscious effort sometimes to, to lately is to uh, just be joyful when you see them because mm-hmm. the kids remember that they're going, wow, what a, what a, ha-. it's, it's nice happy because everything else is kind of a downer you know, for yeah. the most part, you know, don't do that. Say no, 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 no. You know, that's one of the things we try to do with Bella is whenever we see her smile and say, oh, hi, you know, how are you? In fact, Bella's first word, recorded word was hi, <laughs> <laughs> which is great. It wasn't no, you know, statistic. Yeah. We, we broke the statistics. But her second word wasn't yeah, was it? Yeah, <laughs> no. Okay, so start breaking things that way. Yeah, <laughs> um, but it was high, uh, and, and she just whenever we see her, she smiles. And this is going to say a lot about my the, the brokenness and, and how far the Lord has led me. But uh, you were talking about be the best aunt or uncle, right? Mm-hmm. Tonya was always known before we had children as the fun aunt, and she would invest so much time and energy into uh, the her nieces and nephews. It used to drive me crazy. I used to get upset which again says more about me. Uh, I used to get upset that she would spend so much time with them and I couldn't realize why she was doing it or why she was investing so much time and energy into them uh, until we had our own child. And it gave me a chance to see that children are an amazing example of unconditional love, Mm -hmm. right? And the more love in us that they can encounter, the better off they're going to be. You know, if it, it goes back to that constancy that Father was talking about. If they encounter love in their family, right, and they see it lived out in the investment and the love and the same level in their aunts and uncles, and it's just consistently repeated, that becomes a norm. Mm-hmm. This is the way it's supposed to be. Unfortunately, for many years, I failed to see that, and I would get frustrated, and I wouldn't invest. And so, what was the result? I would walk in the door with Tonya, and they would be like, hi, Tonya, <clears throat> and completely ignore me. Yeah. yeah. And so, I think it's really important, just as I, I reflect on that, and like you were saying, yeah, invest in others. Be willing to go the extra mile because so many people are not willing and I was one of them <laughs> mm-hmm. not willing to go that extra mile and to say hello to invest time because it really goes back to the importance of needing that human connection we were made for relationship and we need those connections that's how we learn especially as kids that's how we grow that's how we learn what it means to be this or or that and um, not taking that time is really a, a missed opportunity. You know, I think that, um, to your point, which is 100% on, I think that if, if the time we spend is trying to uh, defend or protect our family from the outside world, then we're doing wonderful as a nucleus. But we have to understand, too, that there is a method. It doesn't have to be centered. I mean, it's got to be centered totally on your family, but that also has to motivate you to do things to protect your family. I think I was thinking about how um, we were talking with, uh, with Terry about how he said that um, 
or we were talking about how, the, how we're sitting on our hinds. You know, we're just we're kind of just waiting for something to happen where we need to get more involved. I started thinking about the millions out there, thousands, hundreds of thousands, probably a million out there that are, that are pro-life, that are involved in the pro-life community. Well, you know, we can't, you know, that's, that's action. And that's exactly what Terry's saying. We've got to be active. So for, for those of us in the pro-life community that, that are active in that, um, maybe we take another step. What's the next step? Because we're, it, it's political and it's family. Yeah. The pro-life movement is. You can't really separate the two because the other side doesn't separate the two. Right. Right. So, so really, we're Catholic. And what does that mean? That means we are willing to defend life. We are willing to defend family, marriage, and, and sometimes that, that means getting involved in arenas where we don't really want to get involved. But we have no choice but to because the other side, they're willing to. You know, and, and so I think as we wrap up here, we have a, we have a couple minutes. Uh, I just want to encourage you, and, and maybe, the, maybe the example that, that's coming to mind that could be useful would be St. Therese of Lisieux, right? She had the little way. What little way can you grow in your life so that you could be a better uncle or a better aunt, a better friend? What little way can you grow in your life so you could be a better husband or wife? mother or father mm-hmm. i would i would encourage you to take that to prayer you know what the first thing that came to mind for me put the phone down mm. if someone's going to approach you your son daughter grandson granddaughter spouse uh, friend put the phone down look at them give them 100 percent of their attention they deserve that it's just so easy we're so conditioned um i shouldn't say we but i mean i know i am to, to hold the to hold the phone yeah, and if I and if I'm if I'm, I, you can tell right now if I'm interested because I'm looking down, and that's 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 not being the best that we can be. Yeah, and for me it would be smiling whenever somebody walks into a room, like having that encounter with me be a joyful one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not good at that. I'm very melancholic, and so I can let the doldrums get me down very easily. Uh, but living out that joy, I think, is something that I want to work on for the next month. So that's our accountability. Okay. I'm going to ask you about it next right. time we host. All right. And you ask me about it. I will. We've got, we've got an extra week, too, because I don't think we're back until the yeah. second week of July. Exactly. All right. We do need to head to another break here. But when we continue, we're going to talk about Father's Day and Corpus Christi. And actually, they're on the same day this year. So we've got a fantastic guest, one of my good friends, actually, Thomas Escrow, who's going to be on to talk about what that means to him when we talk about Father's Day, continuing our theme of fatherhood, and celebrating the body, blood, soul, and divinity of our Lord Jesus Christ. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 